Podcast. This week I'm with uh, a friend of mine, uh, a man that's done probably more than anyone to keep the nightlife economy of the northwest of London alive. It's uh, my good pal Phil Brainin. Hello, Phil. Hello, hello. Is that another way of saying alcoholic? Oh, those are your words, not mine. Okay, okay. Uh, but I just think you're, you're functioning. Su- you're su- <laughs> high functioning. High functioning. High functioning. Yeah. But you know, you support your. Uh, local hostels and that's uh, something we like on Go To I The do, Local. I do, I um, do. So, we're in Hampstead um, and for anyone who knows Phil, that's not really a surprise because, uh, yeah, as I say, he's, he likes his locals and doesn't like travelling too far. Um, but where have you brought me to today, Phil? So today, uh, we are at the Stag Pub. Uh, I would say Hampstead Bell-sized Borders. Okay. Um, and this is an excellent pub. Uh, as you can probably hear, it's very busy, lots of people here, uh, which is quite surprising because it is actually a pub that's best for the summer because of the beer garden. Uh, excellent beer garden, good burgers, sun all day, cracking place for a beer in the sun. Yeah. Um, but today, obviously, raining, coronavirus, I wasn't expecting <laughs> it to be that busy, uh, but it is. Um, so, you know, it is even good for a pint in the winter. There's not a face mask in sight, actually. Not one, not um, one. Who knows? Maybe maybe they know something we don't. But yeah, yeah, it is it is quite busy. I was uh, I was a little bit surprised at that. But as you say, I think the stag for, for anyone who's been here, it's all about the the beer garden. It's absolutely. It's really it's one of my favourites. I think in in London probably. There's this sort of central uh, seated area, and then all the way around you've got these. Would you call them cabanas or, or yeah, little sheds like, or something? Yeah, like booths. Booths are yeah. sort of under sort of wood panelling, and uh, they have heaters if you know if it's sort of cooler. But yeah. um, you can just sit there, have some beers, and if you if you actually end up in the middle of the garden, not under any of the shade, it can actually get really really hot. <laughs> uh, the amount know, of times I've been sunburned in this, uh, in this <laughs> yeah. beer garden, yeah. uh, which for us English isn't great, but um, but no, it's uh, it's a cracking pub, and I do think uh, if anyone's in the area, they should definitely come and see it. Uh, Food-wise, I have to say, uh, I haven't eaten here for a while, but uh, we're going to try the food later on, so we can report back. Um, But the barbecue outside is excellent, you know, good burgers, good fare, so uh, I do recommend it. And the beer selection's great here. I I always always forget when I haven't been for a while, and then I come back, there's just quite a range. There's a good five casks, I would say, and maybe 15, 20 different beers, something like that. Yeah. pretty impressive really and it's all all quite niche stuff as well um, yeah I mean I, I kind of focus more on the sort of pale ales what I know yeah um, but yeah I think there, there seems to be a good selection for anyone yeah for sure it's uh, it's definitely the one of the better ones around um, and then beyond the uh, the stag then in the area so yeah you know it's, it's probably your favorite but what else do you do you like to, to check out and and what are the differences, I suppose, between here and, and some of those that you like? Well, as you mentioned before, I don't like to move too far <laughs> from my home if I can help it. So the ones I've sort of picked are within, I would say, a two-mile radius of my house. But I'm quite lucky because, you know, I live very close to the Stag and uh, Hampstead and Belsize Park is known for, for good sort of cosy pubs, yeah. which is 
that is really what I'm looking for in a pub. It should be an extension of your living room. Yep. So, you know, and I think this is what England and the UK, this is what we do better than anyone else. Yeah. Is, you know, we have sort of living rooms that we can go to, have some beers with mates, have a chat. Um, and, it, you know, very informal, very relaxed. I don't think, you know, other than maybe Ireland, I don't know too many other countries that can do that. No. Or that have that, you know, option available. So the other pubs I would recommend, well, that I love, the Garden Gate, which is just, you know, down the road. Yeah. So it's right by the station. That's uh, Hampstead Heath Station. It's always yeah. a good one for after the walk, isn't it? You just roll yeah. straight in there. And... Sorry, what walk? <laughs> Some people, I, Phil, enjoy a walk no around idea. the Hampstead Heath. Yeah, have, you ever, have you ever stepped foot on there? <laughs> well, I, I went once, but it's very rainy and cold. You're aware that it, it exists. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, no, the um, great beer garden, Garden Gate um, as well. Not as good as the Stag Beer Garden, I would say, but uh, it's a very homely pub. You know, good beers, uh, good selection of beers, good food. Um, and I do really enjoy that. Um, I also would recommend the, the, the Holly Bush up, up in Hampstead because that's yeah. a very, very old pub. I, you know, I'd say that's, I think it's 1600s. Now, don't quote me on that, I might be wrong, but um, I would say that's more sort of, it's, it's, it's good for a beer. I wouldn't really, I don't love the food there, but I do, I do, I do love the atmosphere and, you know, very low ceiling heights, small doors. It does feel like you're stepping back into a different century. Do you get a lot of tourists in there? Because the, the, there's a picture that I always see on Instagram, uh, and it's it's of the front of the the Hollybush, taken from the end of this little sort of narrow street, and it it just seems to be photographed by by everyone. So I would have thought I, that assume, you'll get a lot yeah. in there. I think it's uh, it's very much. I mean, it's on Google as like you know ancient English pub. Yeah. You know, so I assume yeah, it's it's well visited. Um, I mean, every time I'm in there, there's a whole mix and a whole yeah, yeah. crowd of people. It's a great place to go at Christmas because, you know, with all the decorations and everything, it just, it's got a great vibe to it. Nice. Um, but I would say the best one in terms of if you want history uh, is the Spaniards Inn. For sure, yeah. Uh, because, you know, that's the old toll booth. And I think that dates back to like 1580. Um, and, you know, that really is, in terms of history and everything, that's... That is an excellent place to go and visit, have a beer, and after your walk on the heath, if you want to do that. So-called walk. It's a so-called walk, yeah. I mean, if you, I Uber there, but whatever you want to do. <laughs> uh, uh, it's, a, it's a cracking place, it's yeah. a cracking place. I think that's one, actually, that lays claim to being um, the oldest in London, the Spaniards. Really? So there's, there's about half a dozen pubs around, and you know, from those days, records are pretty yeah. incomplete, but each of these half a dozen pubs lays claim either it's got the oldest frontage or the oldest floor or there was a pub that was across the road which is older than any other so all of these little claims that uh, various have i think the spaniards is one of them as well okay well it also lays claim that dick turpin was born there okay and uh, he was the highwayman yeah famously. and i only know that because i googled it <laughs> but um yeah no he apparently his uh, his parents were the landlords and he was born in the pub Right, okay. In uh, 1700 or something. Wow, wow. This is, we're all learning a uh, lot here. This is every day's a school day, right? <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Um, well, that, that's a pretty good, it's a strong list around here in fairness. It is strong. It um, is strong. It's a good place. If you are a, you know, alcoholic or just an enjoyer of beer, mm. I would say, you know, the NW3 postcode is a good place to live. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but you've not always lived around here. Talk to me about when you first came of age. Yeah. Uh, around the, the, well, I don't want to give your age away to the listeners, but... Absolutely, 21, yeah. yeah. 
But um, when you sort of uh, were about you know, 16, 17, when you first started going to pubs, would you say? Uh, yeah, I'd yeah. say, yeah. Well, Maybe, yeah, 15, 16, yeah. Yeah, so uh, a while ago, but not too long ago. Where, where did you tend to go in those days? So I, I sort of grew up in Mill Hill, uh, northwest London, and um, the, the pubs I sort of visited uh, were sort of near my house. So we had one called The Rising Sun. Now, I'd, can't remember the exact rows these were on, but um, excellent, you know, sort of little drinking establishments, yep. but it, very much the old school sort of type, pool tables, dartboards, sticky floors. Beautiful. Uh, and, you know, I also the Three Hammers was a good one, one I would definitely recommend. Do you know uh, if these uh, exist still? Or? Yeah, they definitely do, they do still exist, but I think they've been sort of gentrified right. since... You know, when, when we went, it, you know, when we were going as kids, or kids, sorry, young adults, um, they, you know, they were very much, you know, as they had been for many years. But I think they got they got bought in by the big chains. Yeah. I also recommend actually in the Finchley. There's uh, the Catcher in the Rye. Many many good nights of Catcher in the Rye. Actually. Okay. Um, but you know, now that I've sort of moved closer into London, it's too far. It's just way too far to go <laughs> all that way. It's just you know, you have to have a limit. And yeah, that, that is and the, yours is two miles. Two miles. As, well, as, as you know, I do come east quite a lot to you guys, and you know, it's been known. I haven't done it, and you've you done know, it. Yeah. You yeah. know, for the, for the right establishment and the right person, it's worth it, but it's not always worth it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we're not worthy, but yeah. thank you. <laughs> yeah. um, but occasionally, you, you do go a little bit further afield. Um, yeah. You spent some time in New York last year. Um, yeah. I don't know, was that a holiday or work or? I was working very hard for the first, <laughs> for the first couple of days. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I saw that, I felt yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but how, I mean, I mean, we've spoken about obviously that the UK and Ireland does uh, pubs better than anywhere else, but how do, well, I suppose it's not America like the majority of the country, but how, did, how does New York do drinking? How did how does New York do bars, pubs? What's the, the vibe there compared to over here? I think the, the main difference um, is, you know, the, the pub culture, I think, is so specific to the UK. It's, it's you know, it, it isn't mirrored anywhere else, in my view. So, yep. you know, in America, they, they don't do pubs. Even the Irish pubs, you know, and I say that in inverted commas, yeah. you know, they're not really pubs. I mean, some of them are shopping centers. And, I mean, it's just, it's completely the wrong feel and vibe. It, and, you know, so you get that when you go to Las Vegas or something, they have all these Irish pubs in these big hotels. Yeah. They're terrible. I mean, they, they don't feel like a They pub. have ye old at the front yeah. of the name, but that's <laughs> yeah. about it. That's about it. And there's nothing, you know, there's nothing similar. Uh, and they completely missed the point. But what, and New York is the same, but what New York does better I think than anywhere else is, is the dive bar because right. you know they they love their parties they love their drinking and in my view it's probably the best city in the world for all of those things big, big uh, call well I mean you know we shared some time there yeah. and you know it was fun it, it was it, fun it was really fun um, but I would say that the the dive bar is something that I don't think the the English have really managed to replicate that well I mean uh, we, we have we have some speakeasy types and things like that, but you know they're more sort of you know they, they come and go. And yeah. They're not really any established ones. The only one I can think of, I, I don't know if you've been there to uh, Slim Jim's on Upper Street. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Has that been there a while now? Yeah, well that's um, 
I think it's still there. Uh, I've not I've not been around there for a little while, but um, for sure, when I first came down 10, 12 years ago, we, we had a few nights there, yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, very hazy memories. Yeah, absolutely. Very hazy. Absolutely. But, yeah. but, but yeah, you're right. That's the only one I can sort of think off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I mean, but in New York, they sort of, once they're on a corner, because yeah. you have so many people living around you, that becomes the local pub to, you know, all of your one block radius. Yeah. So people go there regularly and the dive bars, they, you know, they are very dark, very cool. They're not places, it's not like a living room atmosphere, like a pub, you know, they're bars, but you know, it's, it's a fun vibe. There's lots of sport on the television. The barman is there to, to chat to you. He becomes your sort of friend almost, you know. <laughs> That's a concern. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Again, you know, I spent quite a, quite a bit of time <laughs> in these places, but, um, but it's you know it's it's I did I did enjoy that it was it was a good atmosphere yeah. but very different to the sort of pub culture that we have here yeah. and I'd say the two I like both mm. uh, they offer something different yeah That's exactly it. Yeah. exactly mm. hard to distinguish or choose between so back to the UK then I guess you've had um, you've had a good dating career. In, um, in, in previous ups, years, ups and downs, ups ups and downs ups but, and downs, yeah. but a fun dating career. Yeah, absolutely. Where would you say the best date spots are? Date pubs. Yeah. Where would you? Where would you? I mean, obviously, we've, we've spoken about some around here, but where would your go-to pubs out of outside of the uh, northwest London area be? So, um, well, for me, I think one of the best spots to date in in London, in, in my view is Soho, just because yep. you know that you have so much choice, you have restaurants, you have bars, you have clubs, you have pubs, and for me, I know it's a pub that you've, def you've, you've had on your uh, podcast or your, your Instagram before, oh, yeah. is um, the Clachen. <laughs> is that the uh, correct pronunciation? Clachen, 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 Clachen. I don't know, I think it's Scottish, I think. So Clachen? Sure. What do you, how do you say it? I, I think we should move on. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, I can't say it. Okay. So, well, basically, you know, being in Kingley Street, firstly, yeah. so in the summer, everyone's just on the street anyway, having yeah, drinks, yeah. which is great. But, it, you know, if you're in the winter inside, it's, it's an old pub, you know, it's got, you know, the old ceilings, the old bar. Um, it's always full. You know, it's just rammed. Great atmosphere. Uh, great vibe. I mean, yeah, it's, it takes a bit of time to get a drink, but not more than sort of five, six minutes or whatever. And then, you know, you have, a, you know, you have a couple of drinks and then you go and you go and have some dinner and then you go to some clubs and then you go to a rave or however your date wants to pan. Yeah. Why? Because I really like that place. And yeah, I don't know, maybe it is because, I think it is this sort of atmosphere in there because it's not the biggest, but yeah, in the summer they spill out all over the street and I don't quite know how they've worked this with the council because there well, is a lot of people out there. Nice. I know, but still, you can't. Well, they do have this this walkway through, I suppose, yeah. for shoppers. So, yeah. so maybe that's it. But they obviously have a deal. I don't know because yeah. normally you're not. I mean, I, they, you still get plastic cups, I think, from what I remember. But uh, um, maybe. But I mean, the street is full. Yeah. But I think Kingley Absolutely Street full. and Kingley Street is excellent because it has lots of different bars, restaurants, and pubs. You know, yeah. it's on that street, so you also you get a mix and a mingling, lots of different. You know people doing different fun things on that street and in the summer everyone's out eating drinking and it, 
you know, it's just a great atmosphere. I really yeah. enjoy it. It's really nice, actually. I, I like that pub. I guess Soho is probably not a million miles away from New York, in a way. Yeah. It's that sort of, maybe there's Energy, not... Energy, like a high energy. Yeah, it's very dense. Yeah. I suppose there's not the... Uh, maybe there's not as much residential stuff as there is in New York. But no. there's certainly the same volume and density of, of opportunities to eat, drink, and have fun. Well, that's, I think that's it. And, you, you know, in terms of location, I mean, yeah, you get a lot of tourists, obviously. But you also get a huge amount of, you know, workers, locals. Everyone's just, like, converges. And especially, yeah. like, on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's, it's absolute bedlam. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, you know, I, I love that. It's, yeah. I think that's why you want to live in London, right? For sure. I mean, definitely... Soho for a, for a Friday night beer after work where you just meet a few mates and yeah. it's, it's got that sort of vitality, doesn't it? People well, are really up for just letting loose a little bit. You have um, no idea where you're going to end up. Yeah, yeah. Where's the night going to take you? <laughs> and that's great. Downwards, usually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nowhere good. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so Soho, and anywhere else beyond Soho or is, it, um, is that your sort of go-to? I would say pub-wise... I mean, pub-wise, that's probably... I mean, East London, I sometimes do do an East London date just because... When you're trying to be cool. Well, I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to look trendy and younger. Uh, I suppose, because I, I do feel East London is sort of more geared towards your, your, your mid-20s, your mid to late 20s. It's a much younger crowd, much more high energy. Um, Maybe in your Shoreditchy, Hoxton area. Yeah. But then if you go a bit further... And, and Old well, Street, Dalston, I suppose, Old as well, but Street, Dalston. Yeah. I mean, they're all sort of. It's very, you know, and it's like a lot of the pubs are sort of late, sort of club pubs, you know, where you can sort of drink, you know, loud music till two, three, yeah. four in the morning, you know. And I think that becomes the pub sort of almost loses the point, in my view, of being a pub. You know, then you might as well just go to a club. Yeah. Because if it's a pub, it's supposed to be you can chat with your mates and yeah, you know, you can hear yourself chat and talk and think. Whereas yeah. You know, and I, look, I love those club pubs as much as the last person, but when I was younger, now I kind of, I don't know, I feel like I've, I've reached I, I, my You've still limit. got it in you. You've still got it in you, Not mate. as much as I did. <laughs> Not as much as I did. I think actually. when the chips are down, we can, uh, we can all pull out a performance out of the bag, I absolutely, think. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but no, there are, there's, a, there's loads. I mean, a, yeah, the places you've spoken about are quite, yeah, towards the rowdier end, but... You know, there's loads of backstreet boozers still in, in East London where you can have a, a more, yeah, as you, as you say earlier, more of a front room experience with your mates, a few drinks, you yeah. know, gets a little bit boisterous but not too much um, to, the, to the level of, of it being a club. Um, well, the one that really stands out. You just need out. to search out for them. Yeah, yeah, well, I agree. And the one that stands out, is it, and I might get the name wrong, is it the, the Cat and Mutton? On uh, Broadway Market. Yeah. Yes. So uh, we had the Christmas yes. dinner there, and I would say the food, I was actually really blown away because it was a group of, I'd say 20 yep. plus, yep. and the food, the quality of the food was excellent, and it's a cool looking pub, it's a cool vibe, it's in a great area. It's a great location, right great by the location. park. It's um, big. But yep. you know, the quality was there, and they were serving everything from beers to cocktails. I mean, they had the whole thing going on. Yeah, uh, they didn't put a foot wrong all night, and I was actually quite impressed with that. Yeah, 
It was an excellent, excellent pub. Have you been, not been there before? I had, but I'd never eaten there. Uh, and the food was excellent. It was really good. Excellent. Um, yeah. I mean, I did enjoy the food, although I was, I was carrying a, uh, a very upset baby for the entire meal. So I was actually eating it with one hand while standing up. Which is, uh, I don't think, any way to enjoy a, no. a turkey meal. No. Uh, but you live and learn. You do. You live and learn. You do. Some slower than others, but. <laughs> you are an Arsenal fan as well. I am. I know probably at the moment you don't want to trumpet that too loudly. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty happy about being an Arsenal. We're, we're rebuilding. You know, <laughs> it's a long it. rebuilding project. We are. We're, you know, like United, we're going through a process. Yeah. Um, been a fairly miserable one, but I, you know, we're, we're, there are the green shoots of improvement. Good to hear. And uh, you know, that's been a big difference. Yeah, and, and you do go to the match as well. Um, do you do you have a pint on the way or on the way back? Usually on the way to the Emirates. Where's well, your what's your not, usual plan around pubs on match days? We we head well. Basically, I go with my brother, and I have to say, he actually goes more than I do. But um, we. There's a pub near the Emirates called The Shays, which is like named after Shea Guevara. I'm not sure why or, <laughs> or you know, what, whether or not Shea was an Arsenal fan. I mean, I don't, I don't think he was. Um, but the a owner, revolutionary zeal of uh, Arsene Wenger exactly. and others. Yeah. The owner loves him. And I think the owner is South American and walks around with a beret, uh, Shea Guevara paintings all over the wall. Okay. All the Arsenal fans go before the game for beers and all the bar staff are very beautiful and everyone hangs out watches reruns of the Invincibles team uh, and the VHS must be getting worn out mate best team of all time you know so we, we'll watch it um, and you know we, we have some beers and we you know and uh, it's, a, it's a great pub but it's it's just random I'm not sure why yeah. we, we have the re revolutionary theme there um, it's you know, it's unexplained, but I mean, it's almost, you know, That's great. it's become second nature and yeah. we all go to chase before the game and it's, it's a fantastic yeah. atmosphere. Well, that's it. I mean, you, again, that's the thing with British pub culture, uh, London pub culture in particular, you have these weird little places that, you, you, as you say, you've been going for ages, years, and you just don't quite know what's going on, but you just love it because it's so weird and unique yeah, exactly. and they just do their own thing and it's not... And I guess, unfortunately, a few more of those unique places are closing down and becoming a bit more sanitized and a bit sort of cookie cutter over the years. But there's still those random little chays knocking about. Absolutely. And you've got to love them. That's and you've got to keep using about. them, otherwise they'll go. Oh, I mean, that, that place makes an absolute fortune. Yeah. I mean, its location is, it's literally three minute walk from the Emirates. Right. So on game day, I mean, you can't even get inside. I yeah. mean, there's hundreds of people on the street, inside, you know. Um, so, you know, he does a good business. He, he knows what he's doing. But, um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend, I wouldn't say the beer is the highest quality, or, but it's, you know, it's football match beer. You know, it's, it's a different. You don't need a, a, a nice six pound pale ale exactly. on, on match day. Exactly. You just, uh, yeah, you're happy with whatever's available. Whatever's available. Anything. Anything's yeah. available. And as long as you win, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That'll taste sweet. Exactly. For sure. It's time for a new segment. Um, rather than just a rambling conversation that just goes on for half an hour, thought I'd bring in 
a little recurring feature. Um, and you're the lucky one who gets to experience it first, Phil. Okay. Um, this is top three things. And this will be where every time I, I have one of these podcasts with a guest, we'll discuss our top three of a particular category. To start with this week, because I'm very hungry, um, we're going to start with top three things to eat in a pub. Okay. So this can be bar snacks, this can be something more substantial. Uh, but what would, you, what would you want in your top three pub things to eat? Well, number one's easy. Okay. It's, yeah, it's Sunday roast. Okay, straight in with the big guns. Oh, yeah. Okay. A Sunday roast for me is, is probably the best meal you can have. Uh, like, a, a good one, obviously. You know, with, with all the trimmings, the Yorkshire puddings, yeah, everything. Um, again, something that you don't get in other countries. Um, you know, a good pub, which has a great Sunday roast. I think that is pretty much the cornerstone yep. of what makes a great pub. Um, so for me, vital that they have that. Even if you're not actually, I mean, so you'd look down on a pub, even if you never went on a Sunday, you'd look down on them knowing that they didn't do a Sunday lunch should you be in town for the Sunday. If they don't ever serve a roast, I would question why. <laughs> what are they what, hiding? What's going on in the kitchen? Um, I just feel that it's, for a, it's it, you know, again, it's this living room idea, right? On the Sunday, you go to your local, you sit there with your family, or sit yep. there with your friends, and you have a Sunday roast. And, you know, some Sunday roasts in pubs are absolutely delicious. Yeah. And you have a couple of beers, and that is, for me, a winter's Sunday in England unrivaled. You can't get that in any other country. You can't, and, I, yeah, I can't argue with that. I think on, on the basis that that is a perfect Sunday. It is a perfect Sunday. I, there's no getting around it. No. Um, yeah, I, I agree with your selection number one. Thank you. On uh, we go, number two. <laughs> number two, I would say for me personally, it's just, it would be the burger. Just because I'd okay. always... Okay. Full meal know, again, all right. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I love my food. <laughs> so I would say, just because if I'm going to come to the pub, uh, and I need some food. I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat a burger probably if the Sunday roast isn't available. Okay. Uh, and then number three is obviously your your crisps and nuts because you know that is pretty much 99% of the time what I do order. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, it's going to be you know your, your dry roasted and. So so what's your go-to? I mean you you just threw out crisps and nuts. That's an okay. incredibly broad c category okay. in my mind. Okay, so, so be my where are you looking? Are you looking dry roasted? Dry roasted nuts, yeah. That's the number one. Um, that would be like, that would be my staple. And then crisps wise, you know, just, just your, your, your chilies and your ready salted. Whatever's going really, as long as it's not salt and vinegar. Yeah, okay. Well, interesting. I mean, I, if there was a crisp, it's always salt and vinegar for me, uh, one. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, nuts all well and good. But for me, I, I like I like those old school snacks. Your your scampi fries, your bacon bacon fries. Yeah. Um, I mean pork scratching on occasion. It's quite a punchy shout sometimes, but yeah. I think a scampi fry actually is probably. Is that your number one? I think it's number one. I mean, you wouldn't have them every day. You'd no. smell. I mean, you'd smell appalling, appalling for one. Appalling. You'd be um, single. <laughs> uh, but no, I think. Given the, given the full range of, of snacks out there, I think I'm going scampi. Okay. I mean, look, I, I don't mind a scampi fry, but for me, the nuts, 
I love my nuts. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. a good one. Oh dear, it looks like we're out of beer. Um, this is a concern, so that's probably on that basis all we've got time for this week. Um, but before we go, thank you uh, to everyone who wrote in last time about uh, their feelings around games in pubs. There was a lot of correspondence around whether there should or shouldn't be a pub table, uh, a pub table, a pool table in a pub. Uh, my stance is there should be pool tables. Shouldn't. You think not? Definitely not. Well, living room. It's got to be a living room. Relaxing. What, not games. What better a thing in your living room than a pool table. I mean, it's a big living room, but still, if you can get one in, you're always going to have one. No? I prefer without. But look, I mean, the stag doesn't have one, and it's just a lovely atmosphere. There's none of this screaming and, you know, knocking, you know, it's just a different kind of atmosphere. Well, it is a different kind of atmosphere, you're right, but I don't know. I, I, I grew up on pool tables in pubs, and on that basis, I think, I mean, we're in the sort of back corner of the stag here, and there's a large table in front of us, which I think is about the same size as a pool table. So I might have a, a word free, with... Uh, a free laptop. <laughs> yeah, there's a laptop you're seeing there and has been for the last half an hour. So there's a lot going on here, but um, I think the pool table debate will run and run by the sounds of it. But uh, thank you for writing in about that. Uh, thank you to everyone who's been listening and who's subscribed to the podcast. Uh, do tell your friends. Um, so thank you to Phil as well for bringing me to the stag. Appreciate thank it, buddy. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you to the stag for having us. And thank you, Tom Hickox, for the outro music. So all that remains for me to say is see you next time. Cheers.